When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with Cousins, Derek, and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. This is our Northern Illinois reaction episode. Again, uh, we changed our format for this season. We will have our game reaction on Sundays. Those episodes will be released on Mondays. The game preview will be on Tuesdays, and those episodes will be released on Wednesdays. So let's get into Northern Illinois. First of all, Tyler, you were at the game. You are usually a huge jinx when you go to games. And we pulled off a win, thirty-five to eleven. I, Tyler, I mean, tell us your thoughts. First of all, the fact that not only was I at the game, but you bet on Nebraska, which is normally another kiss of death. Is every time you have faith in Nebraska, we don't cover. Um, so it is miraculous. It was a great time. Um, I will tell you, we need more night games at Memorial Stadium. Um, that third to fourth quarter show. It, it's up there that is like a rock concert it's amazing um it really does make the experience just different uh and and overall the memorial Stadium was hopping it was a, it was a full capacity excited crowd we've definitely kind of slipped the last couple of years when you say a full house and it it was it lived up to it today so or on saturday so yeah great time and we won Derek, what well, were your thoughts that, on that comes win? with wins i just I just want to put it, you know, you want more night games. That comes with wins. Win more games, you get more night games. If you win too much, you become the Big Ten uh, or the uh, Big Noon <laughs> kickoff, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that could be true, too. I, I wish but... more than anything we had uh, Michigan at night in a couple weeks. That I really hate that we had that at 11 a.m. kickoff. So... This game here, it was an excellent, it was a complete game, the most complete game that we've seen out of a Husker team in a long time, I think. Uh, it was an outmatched opponent, but that's okay. We saw what we wanted to see. And also, you have a couple good storylines here. Henrik Harburg makes his first start, gets Matt Rule's first win as a Husker coach, and it happened in Lincoln in front of a home crowd. It was great. Uh, Tyler, what were your thoughts? And what was uh, the reaction around the stadium uh, seeing uh, Henrik Harburg? I mean, I mean, first of all, when, when you heard the, before the game, they announced the starting lineups. And when they said his name, the, the, the audience, the, uh, the crowd popped. Uh, so it, it was right off the bat from there. I mean, I think that like everyone watching at home, I think the, you know, you sat there and be like, oh, man, that was kind of a weird sidearm throw. And that wasn't great. And then, oh, then he did something great. It was like, oh, this guy's going. And as the game evolved, his confidence grew. His performance kept getting better. And, I mean, 
I, I'm sure what we're going to talk about is what the future has because he exceeded any expectation I had for him. I, I did not, I mean, I'm not going to compare him to Tom Brady or Michael Vick, but I mean, he, he, he exceeded what I thought he was capable of doing uh, week one. So yeah, uh, awesome performance. The crowd was behind him 100%. He owned the day. Derek, how refreshing was it to see Harburg? Can I just say I told you so? I mean, I, I, I've been I've been a kind of the uh, Henrik Harburg train for a couple of weeks now. I he he did what I thought he was capable of doing, and it wasn't the best performance I've ever seen. It wasn't the most spectacular offensive performance we've ever seen. I, but he did what we wanted him to do. He managed the game. He. Ran the ball hard. Like, that guy looked better than any of our running backs running the ball as far as finishing runs. Lowering his shoulder. I mean, did, come on, Tyler. You give me that look, but, man, that guy's lowering Did you see shoulder. the Anthony Grant? He's, he's taking. You see him, You see Anthony Grant, that one? He took a guy's head off with one of those. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a violence well, at his okay. run, too. Let me, let me rephrase it then. Maybe it wasn't better, but it was as good as any of our yes. running backs. How I'll about give you that? that? I will give you that. Okay, uh, man, I think that guy did everything that he he needed to. Uh, he had one turnover that really wasn't his fault. I mean, he got blindside hit in the middle of a throw. It, I don't. I, anybody would have fumbled that ball. So I I'm not gonna damn him for that. Uh, he did go through a lull there in the second quarter. Really, even the very beginning of the third quarter where it was just like, okay, we got to start moving the ball again. And it wasn't just on him. It was on the running game. It was on, it was on the whole team. Uh, but you, you tend to start talking about the quarterback when it comes to not moving the ball. So there, there was that lull in there and for, but, but for your first start ever, like you could see the ceiling on this guy has to be high right now. I mean, you, you look at that, a first start ever compared to Jeff Sims in his 25th start. And he has one turnover and three touchdowns, five t- or four touchdowns. I'm sorry. Cause he had a running touchdown and no, he had two, three. He has three touchdowns on the year. I'm sorry for passing. I forget. I forgot one of those came against Colorado, but he still had three. He had three touchdowns in this game, two passing, one rushing. Uh, <laughs> we finally got, we finally got touchdowns out of our running backs too. That was pretty awesome. So I, I right now, offensively, this was as good of a game as I could have expected. So can we talk? And again, I I, I want to talk about the positives, Harburg. But can I just can I maybe just reset expectations just a tad on him? Like when you talk about that middle of the game, um, you know that lull you talk about, Derek. It, it really started after the first drive. He took us down and got that touchdown. And then the next three series was either a three and out or the fumble. And then the touchdown he had in the middle was because we started the ball on the 36-yard line, and that's all we needed was 36 yards because it was a terrible punt out of the end zone. And then right after half, he had two more three and outs. So, I mean, he went uh, in the middle of the game second uh, through the second quarter uh, to the third of in five series – he had a total of negative eight yards. So, I mean, it, it, a lull is maybe an understatement. Um, that That's really bad. But fourth quarter came, we were the stronger team, um, and he was a big part of that. So, 
I, again, I want to get back on the positive, but it just I, I've heard a lot of hype around him. I think people forgot how bad it was in those middle quarters. I mean, we we had that's, a, that's we a were fair winning. point. I mean, it it wasn't as bad as what you make it sound. It, it wasn't. It, the we're, team wasn't. We were winning because of our defense. Sure, and but you know what? That's going to be the th- the constant theme all year. Just like the first two games, the defense is the bright but, spot. But, and, and, and what he didn't, it's not, so So this game to me wasn't about what Harburg did. This game is completely about what he did not do. And Derek, you sure. hit it. He did not make the mistakes. And, and, and again, he played tough and he made some plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter. But in that second through third quarter, he wasn't moving the ball at all. We, we Our offense was stagnant. What was happening is we were completely... Uh, he was, but he wasn't messing up and keeping the defense out there, and he was getting good field position because we were able to punt instead of giving a short field. So, I mean, that's huge because we've been clamoring for that. Give me a guy who just isn't going to fuck up. So, Derek, I ex- I thought you were going to touch on uh, his stats, but Henrik Harburg in his very first start was fourteen for twenty four for one hundred fifty eight yards, two touchdowns, uh, no, no interceptions. And running the ball, this was awesome, guys. 21 rushes for 98 yards, one touchdown, 4.7 average. He ran hard. He ran with authority. The way that he ran the ball, it seemed like he was playing for like the starting position. I mean, he was running the ball as if this was going to be his only time that he was ever going to play quarterback. I mean, that dude was laying some hits. And I agree with Derek. He was lay, laying some hits out there. I know what you say about Anthony Grant last year, but I'm talking about this, this game. Year, this game, Anthony Grant laid a linebacker out this game. I mean, you, you see a quarterback do what you expect a running back to do. I think it's even more impressive. It is way more impressive. Uh, even when he was like running towards the sideline, he was lowering his shoulder. To make a hit before going out of bounds, he, he looked like a tight end playing quarterback. I mean, I mean, sure. And and, and again, and, and that may sound like a bat. And I'm not talking about him throwing. I'm talking about the way he ran. Like he wasn't elusive. He wasn't like he wasn't. He certainly wasn't sliding. Uh, no. I mean, he 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 ran. I don't think you're gonna see him. No. Slide. He runs like a tight end when he's playing quarterback. And again, I mean that in the best way possible. Like he, he's a little bit up right. He's not running down low. He's not looking to make a lot of cuts. He's just, he's running. And it looked good. It's good. I mean, yeah. But what he did is he put some fear in some defensive backs for coming up to hit him. They're like, I mean, they're still going to come up and hit him. Don't get me wrong. But they're going to think twice about it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this was an overmatched team. They were significantly smaller than we were. Absolutely. And so that's why I don't want to get too pumped up because it wasn't an overmatched team. It was a team that we should have beat like this. Like, really, we should have beat them thirty-five to three. <laughs> well, you you know how you know that uh, this was a much lesser opponent than Nebraska because the offensive line looked good in this game. I mean, they looked. I mean, Turner Corcoran for as much hell that we've uh, given him, and you know he's got got a lot of hell. Not not from just us, but from a lot of people. He had a really good game. The whole offensive line as a whole. He had a phenomenal game. Yeah. The whole offensive line played great. 
I don't know if they played great. They played better. They, they definitely played better. But I, I'm going to talk about Corcoran a little bit here. He graded out an 84 on his pass defense or his pass blocks. An 84. This is a guy that was getting zero and 13 yeah. before. And he, so I don't even care who you're playing. This was still a decent offensive or defensive. Well, line. we talked about that in the. And for him to grade out that good was just. Great. I mean, I, we we talked about that. He had, the high, he, he had the highest pass block grade of anybody on the we team. We talked about by we far. talked about this in lead up that we thought their defensive line could cause troubles, and and they did in a sense in the run game. Like in the first half, it seemed like even the, going into the third quarter, they were doing those run blitzes, and they they were getting through in the middle and kind of getting some at least at the line of scrimmage. But as the game evolved and the run game shifted. Like, and we started bouncing it outside and kind of just wore him down. I mean, that's what you want us to do. I mean, overall, I'm with you guys. I thought the offensive line played, I mean, their best game of the season. Uh, the the only offensive lineman that didn't grade out well was uh, Ben Scott. He only graded out as a 44.3 as his overall grade and a 37 in his pass protection. Because of what? Yeah, because he, he was also... Yeah, he was also credited with two penalties. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that. I, I th- I'm pretty sure that knocked him pretty hard too. But and, and I don't expect that out of Ben Scott on a typical day. Like whatever he had, he didn't grade out well for a day. That's fine. So, but I mean, I, I don't know. I was impressed. Uh, ben Hart graded out as a 73. Piper is a 71. Turner Corcoran a 67, and Newley as a 63. And usually anything over a 63 is Good for an offensive lineman. Yeah, anything over seventy is really well. I I believe is how that works. So, so to bring, I, yeah, I was I was overall the offensive line played well. So to bring this back to the running backs, we're talking about Anthony Grant. Uh, he he was in there because of uh, some injuries, perhaps right. So Ramir Johnson he gets dinged up on a kickoff return. Gabe Irvin. He got dinged up. He didn't return. Well, back to Ramir Johnson. He came out and street closed in the second half. Gabe Irvin, he gets knocked, uh, dinged up a little bit. So we went from a deep room. Hopefully these guys, it's not serious. But, I mean, right now, if those two guys are out next week or even limited, it's going to be the Anthony Grant show next week as well. Uh, Tyler? And I'm okay with that. He looked good. I mean, he looked good on Saturday, right? I mean, that this isn't Anthony Grant. I yeah. mean, like, he, he was cutting like Anthony Grant does. He looked decisive. He was being violent at contact. Um, I mean, it, this is... He looked a little more like the early season Anthony Grant we had yes, last year. He wasn't dancing in the backfield to a degree that was... Hit. I mean, he was making good cuts that, like, only Anthony... He's the only one that runs like Anthony Grant. Like, I mean, Gabe Irvin's style is completely different. Ramirez is different. If you need someone to make you miss by juking, Anthony Grant's the guy to do it. And, I mean, he looked good. I mean, I, I told you guys, and, you know, you talked about injuries is kind of why you got in the game. But the third play of the game, Anthony Grant was out there. Uh, so, I mean, they, they they were he was going to be part of this game. Now, the critique on the running back side is 21 carries for the running back, or for uh, Anthony Grant and uh, uh, Irvin combined. That that is equal to Harburg, and what bothers me and Harburg again, all the kudos he ran really well, but 
Anthony uh, Gabe Irvin, 4.8 yards a carry. Anthony Grant, 6.6 yards a carry. Like, these guys were averaging both five yards plus a carry. Like, there was no reason not to give them the ball more. Um, and, and again, some of that did come in the second, namely fourth quarter, because, you know, in the, in the first quarter, Irvin only averaged one yard. Uh, in the second quarter, Irvin, he had started to get to six. Anthony Grant was nine. But, I mean, it, it you know, third quarter was both low fours. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a fourth quarter that kind of elevated that a little bit more. But, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen them go more to the running back earlier. Um, that would be my only critique on the running back performance because I think they had it going. All right, to finish off the offense, let's talk about the wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, Derek, what did you like or not like out of the that group there? Uh, Billy Sims had a rough day. I mean, he was targeted six times, probably should should have came up with at least a couple of those. Did I you guess. say Billy Sims or Billy Kemp? Oh, Billy Kemp. I'm sorry. I, did, I think I did say Billy Sims. <laughs> Getting my players mixed up here. Tyler, uh, come on. Damn it. <laughs> Derek Bush uh, right there. There you go. <laughs> it's not near as popular as TJ's, but we're working our way up. Uh, Billy Kemp, I mean, he did. He struggled a little bit. Uh, Marcus Washington had an okay game. I mean, he, he didn't get targeted a ton. Fedoni had a good game. I think he was targeted six times and had four catches, yep. I believe. Yes. Uh, a good game. I, I, we're not a, we're not a a deep field threat. I mean, we're not a downfield threat. We're not, that's not who we are. It's become very apparent through three games. We're going to be short and middle throws and we're just going to need these guys keep pounding away like they are. I I have no, I don't have a ton of complaints. I mean, Alex Bullock looked really good in this game. I think if you want to complain about the wide receivers, it was the drops. Billy Kemp was credited with three drops, and uh, Fedoni, he had a terrible drop as well. I mean, Billy Kemp, I mean, he can make some good plays, but he's kind of like a Trey Palmer without the speed. Uh, drops balls. He drops balls, just like Trey Palmer did, except he doesn't have that luxury of speed. Tyler, you're making a face, but it's true. With three, I think he did at the beginning of the season uh, last year, but towards the end of the season, Trey Palmer wasn't dropping. Yeah, I mean, I and so I'm hoping I'm hoping Kemp can do the same. Like get him get we'll get him a few more games, get him into a bit of a better rhythm. Well, in, in my face, but we're gonna be a much more running team this year than we were last year. I mean, that's not debatable, even. Yeah, I mean, and my my face is like you're like oh, if Trey Palmer's biggest asset wasn't there, he would be Billy Kemp. I mean, yes, but it was there. It would be the same. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's. It's more of a knock on Billy Kemp than it is Trey. Palmer. I know, just because I mean, he doesn't have the luxury of the speed. I, I really thought that uh, Billy Kemp was going to be a lot faster than what we see, what we've seen out of him. I thought his hands were going to be a lot better than what we've seen out of him, especially in this game. I, I expected a better. I mean, th- I expected a better game. I, I this is about the version of Billy Kemp I thought we were going to get uh, this season. Maybe I thought a little bit better, but no. I mean, I think that overall, like. The knock on these wide receivers is was going into the year. I wasn't confident in them. The, the only question for me at this point is when do they start giving the young guys a chance? You know, 
Malachi Coleman was out there a couple snaps, but no targets on the day. Um, I don't know if you guys have the official snap count in front of you with how many he took. I think he had five. Yeah, it wasn't many, but no targets. Uh, you know, obviously Billy Kemp uh, led the wide receiver room in targets. Um, you know, Fleeks even got out there. Tommy Hill got out there. But when do they start playing these young guys? Because for I'll tell you, what, I, I want to talk about that Tommy Hill play though a little bit because Harburg did miss that throw just a little bit, but it wasn't by much. And if that play, if that caught that play, if that pass had gotten caught, my God, what a great play it would have been! Right on the sideline, I mean, he had dive for it and it hit him right on the fingertips. But if he if he had brought that in just a little bit, man, I, it would have been a great catch and it would have been a great throw. Yeah, I mean, if if it was like just saying, I mean, it wasn't a great throw though. I mean, it was definitely overthrown. But it wasn't. You're right. You're right. It, it was. Wasn't. It, it, but you know. But it was just off by it was just off by inches. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like you overthrew him by ten yards. I mean, you just you just put a little too no, much. No, and what what I did like about the play calling and Harburg is that I mean, and again, maybe the opponent, maybe the offensive line all played parts of this, but I don't remember us taking deep shots like that. Like, I mean, we took three deep shots down the field this game. Uh, we were over three in them, but I mean, at least we took them. Uh, no, we we were. He completed one one of the deep throws. That Marcus Washington on the first drive was a twenty-plus yard pass. Yeah, I I don't think that traveled twenty yards. I mean that 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 very first one. I mean it was a twenty-six yard play. I guess I don't remember how f- Marcus Washington didn't get a ton of yards after the catch on it. Yeah, I I guess I don't know. I I didn't I didn't think that traveled twenty yards in the air. Um. I could be wrong, but. So I want to talk about, uh, there's a lot. Marcus Washington, Marcus Washington had five yards after the catch total on the And he had two catches. So it's hard to, I mean, so maybe it was exactly 20. It was like a 26 yard completion. So maybe it was right at that 20 mark. So to finish off this offensive conversation, before we move to the defense, let's talk about a quarterback controversy. Uh, is there a legitimate quarterback controversy in Lincoln right now? After seeing what Harbor did uh, with uh, the game that he had, the win, and, you know, I mean, T- Derek, what do you think? Is there a legitimate quarterback controversy? There there should not be, no. But, yes, there is. There should not and be. I say, I, I say there should not be because it should be Henrik Harburg's show uh, until he proves that it shouldn't be. Got it. Okay. Because the way he played, he he had all he gave to me. He won that starting job in that game. And until he proved until until he proves that he can't do it anymore, I think I think you got to stick with the guy. Now I do think there's going to be a, a, a bit of a controversy there because I think that Matt Rule really wants to go back to Sims. I think he's going to give Jeff and Sims I, the opportunity and, to come. And yeah. I and I and I think. And here's the deal. Like, even if you go back to Jeff Sims, say Jeff Sims is healthy next week and you decide to start him, you're going to have to have him on one hell of a short leash. Yeah. Tanner? Yeah. I, I, I think we could talk about the, the, the what's going to happen next week on uh, Tuesday when we record. But what I will say is I, I agree with the premise that Harburg looked the best 
of any quarterback we've seen this year. There, there is no denying it. And, you know, he won us a game. He played better than expectations. The thing about Harburg that excites me more about Jeff Sims is I feel like you're just getting the tip of what he can do. Like, Jeff Sims, I kind of feel like he is what he is. I, again, I, I, the thing about Harburg... I, I mean, yeah. He, what you- it just the, the talk that he played such a good game that the thought can't be to go away from him is just not the game I saw out of him. It's just, it's more been about how bad Jeff Sims has been at holding on the ball and what he hasn't done. Harburg played a better game than I thought. He's played the best game of the season, but we still need to get better at that position. And you, what you, what you have to, what you have to remember too, Tyler, is you're talking about a guy with over 25 starts Compared to a guy who just had his very first oh, great. start. And I think that And he played he played that well in his first start compared to how this guy was playing in his twenty fifth. You're, you're, you're right. And that's a huge difference, which tells me that Harburg has a much higher ceiling right now than what I, I said that. Does. And it's not athletically, it's not I still think Jeff Sims is far and above a better athlete. I'm not convinced. But if, I'm not convinced. But if you can't if you can't if you can't handle the ball, it does it's no one void. It don't matter. Well, first of all, I said he's got a lot more potential. He's got. We just saw the tip of the iceberg with him, and that's what gives you op. I just, I, I think with the quarterbacks, what they need to evaluate who who does give you the best shot. And I agree with what you're saying on if he does play the leash. I think it changes the whole con- uh, conversation around it because what you saw out of him um, was better than I thought. I mean, it it was a good performance. Uh, I just, I I've just heard people. And online, just I feel like building this performance up to be more than it was. It was still 158 yards passing. It was still, I mean, of, of the teams that played in the Big Ten on Saturday, I, I, I might be getting this wrong, but I think we were second to last in passing. I mean, we, we have shown no ability to throw the ball. I mean, throwing for 158 yards is abysmal in 2023. Um, not, not by Nebraska standards. Well, right. I mean, but it's been bad. I'm fine. I'm fine throwing 100, 130 yards a game if that's what it takes. If we're running a ball for 220 yards a game, that's fine with me. I mean, but but we're about to go to the defense because this is why we got away with all that. It's it's because of this defense. And boy, oh boy, guys, I have been telling you, you never listen to me. Top 25 defense. I told you <laughs> all along. And you doubted me, you mocked me, you brought up the NASCAR package, you brought up all the has-beens. Drink. We brought all the times you've been but wrong. I, but I mean, was I right? If you, call, if, you, if you call a spade a spade enough times, eventually you're going to be right. damn right. Tyler. And you know what? This is a great defense. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this defense through until the last drive had held Northern Illinois under 100 yards. And... I, Northern Illinois, this is not a great offense. We knew this wasn't a great offense going into the game. But, I mean, th- you can't say enough about how good this defense ha- has played this year. And this this was the best performance of the year so far. I mean, th- they are truly worthy of the black shirts, all the things. And, you know, Harburg was the story of the day, but the defense should have been the highlight because it was, it was a highlight wheel performance. Can, can I, I can I just give out two critiques on the defense to include in this game? There was only two parts where I was a little disappointed in the defense, and none of it really had to do with overall overall outcome because they played phenomenally. It was it was great. 
but we had three sacks in the first half, zero in the second half. And they were throwing quite a bit in the second half. We would have liked to have seen a little more pressure still in the second half. I would have liked to have seen a couple sacks uh, in, in, in turnovers. we we got to find a way to get some takeaways. I, I know we ended up getting one interception. Might have, could have been two. They never reviewed the Quentin Newsome one. I don't... They never really showed a good angle on TV of whether it was an interception or not. It was, but it should have been probably been, at least been reviewed. Well, but at the end of the day, we still need to find a way to get some more takeaways. It's just, especially against these lower level teams like this. Like you said, like I sat here and talked about uh, turnover differential last week. I, I don't remember if I said this on on the podcast or I said it afterwards to you guys. But uh, one of the teams that was right a right there with us at the bottom was Wisconsin. But you know what Wisconsin did? They played a lower-level team and got five interceptions and were plus five in turnover differential. Now, all of a sudden, they're a middle-of-the-pack team already in turnover differential. They turned it over. They turned out of that around in one game. And we played a lower-level team that we could have probably gotten some more turnovers. Wisconsin had a fumble recovery, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... Again, it's, they're just small critiques. They're not I'm not trying to poo-poo on the defense here, but just a couple of small critiques that I think could make this defense even better. But the performance was great. I mean, it was it's hard it's hard to deny. They could have at least stopped them from getting that last touchdown and let me win my under bet. <laughs> hey, Nash had a hell of a game, didn't he? Oh, hell yeah! First yes. quarter, Nash. Nash Hutmacher is becoming what we thought Ty Robinson was going to be. Yeah. You're exactly right. I think everybody thought that Ty Robinson was going to be the anchor of the defensive line, but it's not. It is. It runs through Nash. It he does. Is the, but, yeah, but he's the anchor. And, and that is all credit to Nash. Because I think Ty has played well. I mean, he hasn't, you know, he, he there's definitely, I don't think he's been as good, but he's definitely played well. I, I mean, there's just so many guys you can mention in this defense. Omar Brown, again, all over the field. Uh, Hartzog, a really good performance. Quit Newsom, really good performance. Like, I mean, this. I mean, the linebackers, good performances. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, so I, I just want to talk about that because if there's one thing that I love about Tony White, and here's what it is, right here. We'll uh, Northern Illinois had 58 snaps on us. Not a lot, pretty low, pretty low amount of snaps. Uh, defensive line had twelve guys play, twelve, and I understand that we were up pretty big, but uh, that really didn't happen until the fourth quarter. That where we started getting up big. Uh, eight of those guys had over ten snaps, and nobody had over thirty-four snaps. Nash Hutmacher was the only one with thirty-four snaps. Linebackers, we had eleven guys play. Nine of them had over ten snaps. And Luke Reimer led the team with 29 snaps. And even in the secondary, I mean, the secondary was a little less, but we had 13 guys play, and 10 of them had over 10 snaps. One of those now, guys, Derek, I had never even, I didn't even know he was on the roster. Never even heard of this guy. His name was Derek yeah, Branch. I mean, Derek Branch at cornerback. Uh, he was in I, the, I, I am, the last, uh, the last series. We, we've talked about, we've talked about this forever. And this is how you build a team. And this is this is where Tony White and Matt Rule are doing things right because he's getting a lot of young players in there. He's building up some confidence. He's getting he's getting good play out of all these players. And it's 
This defense is going to be great for a long time, as long as Tony White's around, I think. So I meant to look it up. Who is Derek Branch? Have you ever heard of him? No, I don't even remember seeing his name. Yeah, he's kind of news to me that you're bringing him up. I, I guess I didn't read his name yeah. in particular, but he, when I was looking at the defensive snap counts. Well, I mean, but it's just it's just the fact that we're getting some depth. Like we're building great depth here. And you're not seeing a huge drop off. I mean, maybe they're on that last drive uh, when we had we had there, some really There's a drop off. They scored. They scored quite easily with a uh with their backup quarterback. So, yeah, there, there's a significant Yeah, we, when, when we had, like, our third string in, okay? I mean, there was a drop-off there, but I mean, when I'm talking about the guys that played with 10 snaps or more. Those guys played meaningful snaps. They play, There wasn't a huge drop-off. When we, that last drive, yes, they, they scored pretty easily. But, again, I don't, I don't even know. If, I couldn't even tell you half the guys that were on defense on that play, but it wasn't any starters. But, or any Tommy any, Hill was he was still in toward, was he end. still in yeah, he was right. still in well. but aren't you excited for the Big Ten play I mean th- this defense let me ask you this so right now we are third in the country in rush defense so Northern Illinois second aren't we huh aren't we second third is what I saw James Madison and Air For- Force there's one other team that's up there I don't remember the team but the I, I'm going to get it wrong, but okay. I, 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 saw him I won't argue today, with but, you. I just um, I, I thought, but I, I looked at stats matchup for next game. I thought they said we were second. But, but. A- anyway, um, the the I guess so. We played Colorado. Play, Minnesota obviously wants to run the ball. Northern Illinois probably didn't want to run the ball. Do you think this is is this rush defense as good as is played? Or has it just been kind of a weird competition and opponents that have kind of led to that? So who have we played that runs the ball? Minnesota. Minnesota. But they ended up throwing for 44, 44 times. Because they, they couldn't uh, run. Because they... Yeah. Right. Now, Minnesota's... Colorado a, didn't really try to run. And they, they, they have a throw team. They haven't all year. Northern Illinois... Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't say where is it. I mean, obviously, we they look like the passing team leading into this game. I just, I, I guess where it doesn't look to me like there's a hole. It doesn't look like it's just a matter of defenses not wanting to run. It doesn't look like you can run on this defense. And so, yeah, I I, I just think it's been, the, the ability to stop the run is going to play really, really well in Big Ten. Well, we're going to know here in a couple weeks when we play Michigan. Because they're going to run the ball straight at us. So that's going to be the ultimate test right there. If you can hold up against Michigan, this is a very good defense. Sure. I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to look out two weeks. I mean, but if we give up a, I mean, let's just say we give up 200 yards rushing to Michigan. I mean, that's still a good performance. That's a win. Yeah, I mean. That's a win. Sure. <laughs> and so, and, and he, but more importantly, when you get to the Illinois and you get to the Northwesterns and you get to the, Michigan State's and Wisconsin's, you know, there, there's not a lot of rushing attacks that scare me as a Nebraska fan against our rush defense, except Michigan. All right, as we get ready to wrap this up, we got to talk about special teams. Derek, what did you think of special teams here? Uh, they were good. I mean, they certainly didn't hurt us any. Uh, Probably the most disappointing play, and it ended up working out well for us. 
was that the punt in the end zone that Tyler was talking about where he had his where he shanked the punt and got we got the ball in the thirty six yard line. Man, he dropped that snap. There, there we should have at least had a safety on that play or block punt something. Like got you had a chance to make some make a big play there and we kind of missed that opportunity. Uh, the return game and the punt and the punt returns really abysmal. Like disappointing. It, I thought Billy Kemp would be. I, I did because I really thought Billy Kemp would be better than what he's done so far. And I don't know that it's on Billy Kemp as much as the block scheme. Like there's guys just down the ready to tackle yeah. him as soon as he catches the ball. There, so there I, was three or four punts that game when I sat there and said Billy Kemp's going to have a chance to return this, and he didn't. I mean, he had no success returning punts all day and then i mean kick returns fine we do i mean we do average to a little above average with it we're not missing extra points we didn't have a chance any field goals so it's hard to say anything about that uh alvano did have the one kickoff that he kicked out of bounds but whatever he's not your guy that's probably gonna be kicking off very often anyway uh, so so I, I'll give it a good. Like it, it was good. God, it you didn't even great. talk about the best part of the special teams. That's Brian Buscini. He was booming the shit out of this punt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was. That's what I thought. He you definitely were reco- go first. He definitely, <laughs> he he definitely recovered really after last week. He definitely recovered after last week. Yeah, after last week. I mean, that was definitely a shining spot. So uh, there was kind of like a fear that maybe he was kind of dinged up a bit, but. If he is, it did, it did not show in this game. He had uh, he averaged almost forty three yards a punt, which was I mean it's good, but he really put him inside. He put, I think put two inside the twenty. One of them was on the one yard line, which was a great punt. Yeah, he looked good. Top- which was the one that led. Which was the one that led to the bad snap punt for them. So, Tyler, any thought? Any more thoughts on special teams? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Derek said it well. It was. It was. Uh, no big mistakes. We've definitely seen that happen before. Besides the one kickoff, no bad there. Um, really good punt day. Uh, lackluster return day. We we we. we... I'll, I'll I'll say this. I think this was the first game that the offense looked better than special teams did. Yeah, Even as fair. bad as special teams was last week, the offense actually looked better than special teams, which is great. Yeah. Well, I mean. Jeff Simpson play, so of course. <laughs> That's why, right? Tyler hates that. Well, I don't I mean I, I've been critical on Jeff Sims too. I, I have I have been critical. It is I I think when we get to this I don't know my honestly guys, I don't know my feelings on this right now. I don't know what exactly I want to see them do. Uh, what I what I know is that Harburg is not going to make it through Big Ten play carrying the ball twenty one times a game. So whether it's not, not the way he yep, runs and whether it's Chubba Purdy, whether it's Jeff Sims, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys happened to catch his post game presser, but they were asking him about it, about his running. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he made the comment that I'm bigger, stronger and faster than a lot of quarterbacks. Cause whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they asked him about lowering his shoulder and taking those hits. And he was like, that's just kind of the way I'm built, you know. That's kind of the way I was raised, and I really didn't think about it in the game, but I'm feeling it now. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I laughed when he said that. <laughs> I did too. He was a good interview. I, I well, enjoyed so this. The too. thing that's interesting about Harburg, and and again, who knows if rule, but according to Huskers.com, they have him listed at six five two ten. 
Well, he says he's at between anywhere between two fifteen and two twenty five so right now. He he was up to two thirty two during yeah, the summer. So he isn't. I mean, Jeff Sims is supposedly six four two thirty, and I mean, obviously by the physicality, it doesn't look like it. I I guess my point is. He may think he's bigger, stronger, faster than most quarterbacks, but 215 isn't exactly that big of a guy to take those hits over and over. And again, that's all toughness. That's no, all toughness I, I, I will say this. I, I will say this. I think there's a little bit of a difference when you're lowering your shoulder giving the hits as opposed to just taking them to. Sure. I'm not saying you can stay healthy that way, but... I think you tend to not hurt quite as bad when you're trying to give the so, hits. So, all of this to say, I think this offense had its best performance this season. We had the best quarterback performance. This is this is step one on this journey because look at the scoreboards in the Big Ten, boys. The Huskers could be in play come November. Like, there was a lot of piss-poor West performances this weekend. and The Big Ten, the Big Ten West looks bad. And it... I mean, it, it goes. I mean, Iowa looked good. I, I, Iowa at the end. They're, they're the clear, clear front runner. They right did now, not look great in the first half, though. Yeah. They didn't. They I'm didn't. Just, but they they finished, they finished strong. strong. All that to say is, you, this offense took one step on this journey. We have Louisiana Tech, probably the easiest game on the schedule. Like, wait, serious? Do you think? Because I, I think Northern Illinois is an easier game than Louisiana Tech. I mean, they beat Boston College, and Boston College just went, played Florida State. Yeah, but nobody thought Boston College was a good team at all until that Florida State. Then after that, people were like, oh, well, maybe they were pretty good. But nobody was thinking of that. Florida State went to sleep in that game. Sure. I'm I'm not saying Northern Illinois is a great team. It's obviously not. I I think Northern Illinois is a slightly better team than Louisiana Tech. Kudos to the MAC. I think MAC is a better powerhouse I, of the midwest i think we'll find out next week I, right now i'm leaning towards i mean 1a and 1b these were these were supposed to be the easiest game Wait, yeah, yeah whatever way you want to look at our offense could I, I hope takes another step next week because it took one step in there it took to the fourth quarter till we really started getting things going offensively i mean we had three straight touchdowns late third into fourth can, can we score over 40 points in a game I, that would be say again can we score over forty points in the game? Can we? I that would be that would be big. I didn't think we could. I really didn't think we could score thirty five points in the game. We did this week. So God, what a bad beat! What a bad beat! I mean, you got to be sitting there midway through the third, thinking I have this under in the bag. Oh, oh! Even at the end of the game, I'm like, yes, yeah, it's over. It's thirty eight points. Ain't nobody's scoring now. <laughs> Those sons of bitches call hey. timeouts and everything to score. I was closest on score prediction. I had thirty-one ten. Genius. Yeah. How, how are your other picks going? Genius. Oh my god. Well, we'll we're, we're going to talk about that Tuesday night. But games of the week, we're going to scrap that <laughs> shit. I I found out your secret, no, Derek. Because the one game I picked away from Justin, I got right. In <laughs> like. No, that ain't even true because I think Justin made me pick first last I, week. I know we got we got to start making him pick first so we can fade him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the ultimate genius move, right there. I don't know. I will tell you this much: I did not do well betting this weekend. So, so I'm in another uh, against the spread contest where you pick twenty games each week. I was thirteen and seven 
this week in that contest. But when I go up against you guys, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. All right, guys. Uh, we got one in a row right now, and Husker wins. Sundays are a hell of a lot more better uh, when coming off of a win. Then uh, a it's, loss. It's, it's fun not have, it's fun not shitting on Nebraska, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. They should win more often, it's, so we don't have to do that. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's really it's really fun. Let's do that. More, let's do this more often. Yeah. Thank God we got Louisiana Tech next week. Uh, all right, guys. It's been fun. We'll talk to you on Tuesday as we preview Louisiana Tech. Special thanks to our producer Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.